0: Swimming in cold water might be good for your mental health. Several studies from European researchers have shown cold water plunges can have antidepressant effects, causing the release of endorphin and dopamine, neurotransmitters that can help improve your mood. This is Pulse Check. I'm Kelly Hooper. On Monday, the FDA authorized updated COVID-19 shots, clearing the way for them to be rolled out this fall. The updated mRNA vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna are designed to target the Omicron subvariant, following the FDA's recommendation. These new Omicron-targeted shots are expected to provide additional protection against emerging variants. Next, a CDC expert panel meets on Tuesday to discuss endorsing the FDA decision and who should receive the shots. The Senate Health Committee is now expected to hold a confirmation hearing in October for President Joe Biden's pick to lead the National Institutes of Health, Dr. Monica Bertinoli. Senator Bernie Sanders has decided to hold the hearing after he held up the nomination for months, saying he wanted Biden to do more to lower drug prices. Still, Sanders declined to say whether he would allow his committee to vote to advance Bertinoli's nomination for a Senate floor vote or whether he would personally support her confirmation. And House Republicans have unveiled a new health care package that they say would increase transparency and lower drug costs. Politico health reporter Ben Leonard is here
1: to explain. Thanks so much for having me.
0: So House Republicans have released their health care package. Can you talk through what some of the main goals of that package are?
1: It's broadly focused on transparency in the healthcare system and making pricing more transparent and also addressing drug costs. This package is from three top committee leaders, including the top Republicans on the Energy and Commerce Committee, the Ways and Means Committee, and Education and the Workforce Committee. And those Republicans were also able to nab the support of Frank Pallone, who's the ranking member of the Energy and Commerce Committee. So it's this bipartisan agreement that includes a pretty big chunk of healthcare legislation, including funding increases for community... Community health centers, site neutral payment legislation, some changes regards to generic drugs, some more scrutiny on consolidation in the sector. And there was a draft summary of the legislation that had been reported the Wednesday of last week before this package was officially unveiled Friday. There were some changes between that one and the one that was ultimately released Friday. There were some more requirements for hospital price transparency that Frank Pallone had been pushing for.
0: The people who aren't on board, what are some of their main concerns about the bill?
1: So Richard Neal previously raised concerns about there not being requirements for disclosure for private equity ownership. Bobby Scott hasn't been as clear on that front.
0: Can you talk a little bit more through some of the changes that were made to the bill to gain more support for it?
1: So Pallone was really looking for more on the hospital price transparency front. So it added new requirements that hospitals would have to attest that the prices they post are accurate and release the negotiated rates. It would also give the HHS secretary some more power to boost fines for people violating hospital price transparency regulations. And if hospitals were to seek any sort of exemptions for hardship, it would also require the HHS secretary to certify these. So it's sort of strengthening these broader hospital price transparency regulations and it ultimately got pelone on board
0: so speaking to what's next when is the house expected to vote on the package and do we have any insight onto how that vote might go
1: so a lot of it could hinge on what happens with appropriations and the House and the Senate will have to come together and pass a government funding bill before September 30th to avoid a government shutdown. So that could suck up a lot of the oxygen and delay things. But I've been hearing that a vote could come as soon as next week, possibly. But if not, it could be in the weeks to come.
0: And is there anything outside of this bill that we should be looking out for as far as Congress's healthcare agenda goes?
1: There's several key ones. There are a bunch of programs that have to be reauthorized. One of them is the Support Act, which is related to the opioid epidemic It funds comprehensive opioid recovery centers and a bunch of other programs aimed at fighting the opioid epidemic. And there's another one that's been pretty contentious. is PEPFAR, the Global HIV AIDS Program. The chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, Bob Menendez, told me last week that he's seeking a minimum of three-year extension of that program instead of the usual five amid sort of this fight over abortion. And he's trying to lobby Lindsey Graham, Jim Risch, the committee ranking member. It's unclear where he stands on that and whether three years would make a difference. Graham told me last week that he said, we'll see if three years is okay.
0: Well, definitely a lot to watch out for. Thanks so much for walking us through that, Ben, and thanks for being here.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Kelly Hooper. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.